This is episode 005 with Sean Vig. Get out every day and flow. Get out every day and go flow somewhere on a mat. If you can't get outside, do it in your house. But what that will do for your mood, your purpose, your breath, your flow, your your connection, uh, do it every day. Every day, as I said earlier, if we don't do it, we get very cranky. We get very upset all the time. Welcome to the Behind the Fitness Podcast, where we interview the world's most motivating and successful fitness trainers, instructors, and coaches to inspire people to be their very best every day. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Ted James. Let's get going. Our guest today has been named a top online workout instructor by the Huffington Post. He's a best-selling author with almost a dozen books published, including his latest book, Pilates for Athletes. He is the most watched online yoga and Pilates guy worldwide and has a very long list of certifications. I want to welcome Sean Vig. Today, we're going to really get to know Sean and learn how to increase range of motion, gain strength, and build stamina and energy through Pilates. But first, Sean, can you tell us something that you believe can make you successful in health or fitness that many people might disagree with? Oh, good question right off the bat. I want to say it's great to be here, Ted. With everyone, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, Something will make you successful in health and fitness. Uh, Definitely doing a lot of core work and mobility training, often overlooked in a lot of fitness programs, including mine uh, many years ago when I first started out. Yeah, I, I think I could definitely agree with that one. All right. Well, can you give us a little bit more background on yourself and then tell us what drove you to find your love for fitness in the beginning, before you even started coaching, before you started being Coach Vig? Uh-huh. Well, uh, in the beginning, it was in high school, I believe, uh, and I started lifting weights for a girl that I had a crush on. Uh, uh, I did a, um, a vlog on this once because I was looking back to where did it really began. I always was very active. I was very athletic. I played a lot of sports. I was uh, always outside, always playing always doing things but between my junior and senior year there was a girl named Becky that I liked and we had these this old weight set a barbell and a couple dumbbells and over the summer I would work out every night in my room usually at midnight to like 3 a.m. I would do other things too I would read and watch tv but I would do curls and military presses and upright rows and squats and I'm sure I, I did everything every day. I trained every single day, but that was my my inspiration was Becky. I think we went out a couple times, but I went to band camp and people noticed that I had gained some muscle because I was very short growing up. I'm about 5'9 now, which is pretty tall for me. Okay. But uh, growing up, I was always the shortest one in my class. And uh, it was very, very exciting to kind of build at night and then unveil during the day. And uh, yeah. that's where it started. That's where I started doing weights. And then uh, I started going to the high school weight room after school quite a bit and working out and um, did that for a long time, just weights. I didn't know about yoga or Pilates back then. I would just just do uh, squats and bench and military presses. And we listened to Van Halen in the weight room <laughs> and Aerosmith and some of the best times ever just on an old boom box because I graduated almost 30 years ago from high school. So uh, that, that's where that started. And um, do you want me to keep going about yeah. how I got into yoga and Pilates? Absolutely. I, 
you know, I, I went to college and I went to college for theater because I always liked doing theater. And I, I did vocal performance and I studied voice and uh, studied acting and did a lot of plays, a lot of musicals. I sang in operas. And in doing so, it definitely gave me a great appreciation for keeping the body fit and healthy. Because when you work in the performing arts, you're always in front of people. You're always performing. You're always using your body and your mind, everything you have to be, to entertain, to move, to sing, to breathe, to try to be 100% all the time. And uh, so I did a lot of shows in college. And then I went off and I did professional theater for many years. And it was in professional theater that was introduced to Pilates. That's when I was doing dance classes in New York City okay. in between uh, theater gigs because I that was my weak point was dancing. I was a, a guy and I, I didn't really dance. I kind of thumped around the stage. All right. We would call it park and bark where you just you park your feet and you sing really loud. Mm. And I, I took a class at Broadway dance with Sue Samuels. I always liked her and she she taught some Pilates a little bit. Little, like the Pilates 100, maybe the single straight leg stretch, things like that. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of yoga also, because I always uh, liked to stretch. I just didn't know much about it. Stretch was kind of foreign to me. But that's where I initially learned about Pilates and yoga was taking dance classes to prepare me to do eight West Side Stories a week or to rehearse three shows at once or to direct shows or to teach classes. Um, So... I always credit theater with giving me a great background in a lot of different areas, a lot of different skill sets. All right. Very interesting. That's a, that's definitely an unusual path to the fitness leadership um, position that you're in now. I think it is though. I have, I have my own podcast and I've had a lot of other fitness people on who do online videos and such. And believe it or not, some of them have backgrounds in theater. There's something about it. You learn how to breathe, you learn how to speak well, you learn how to enunciate, you learn how to have a through line with what you're doing, because any show you do has an arc to it. Every Mm -hmm. workout you do has an arc to it, every video, uh, video production, teaching live classes. So it does give you a um, a lot of help in what you need to be successful in working in the fitness industry as well. That makes sense. So it seems like some people come from the filming industry and then do workout videos, but other people go from fitness and then have to learn all the video and, and all of those other skills that you just described. Exactly. And I mentor quite a few people that teach very good teachers, live classes, and they, they're interested in going into uh, being on YouTube, launching a brand where they do videos. But the, the one thing that, keeps them back the most is they're just really afraid to get in front of the camera because the camera is very personal and right, uh, right. Once you, it is, isn't it? Once you hit record, it's just you, it's just you talking. It's you guiding people through a workout. You don't have people to interact with. It's your brand. It's your name. I love it. That's my personality. And it's, it always has been, but I can understand for a lot of people, it's very daunting to go from teaching classes, being very successful with that. And then, I'm going to film. I'm going to create a brand. Most times people just don't know where to start. Yes. It's, it's definitely a mountain to climb. I can agree with that. All right. Well now I want to dive into Pilates a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you are a specialist in Pilates and um, can you tell us more about, about Matt Pilates specifically 
And can you tell us how matte Pilates differ from other forms of Pilates mm -hmm. and why you focus on matte Pilates over these other kinds of Pilates? Well, I've always taught matte Pilates. As you said, there's, uh, there's Pilates with apparatus, there's Pilates with equipment, there's, uh, there's the reformer, there's the um, magic circles, there's Cadillacs. I've never taught with that stuff. Uh, it's very effective, of course, but my personality goes very well with take it anywhere and do it anytime. And that's always appealed to me since being a kid. I think everything, everything that we're informed on is from childhood. And as I said earlier, when I was a child, I'd, I'd love to go out and play. I love to go outside. I love to move. I love to interact with people. So Pilates mat, it's just you and the mat. You don't even need to have a mat. You can just go into the grass. You can go on a nice soft floor and do Pilates. But the Pilates mat uh, discipline, from what I've read, Joseph Pilates was the founder of Pilates, of course. It used to be called Contrology, but then he passed away and they renamed it Pilates and it became the public domain. Uh, so Pilates is a guy. And what I had read is it was his favorite or his go-to because it was, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's very effective. You can take the workouts from the reformer, which is a big, it's a moving carriage that has straps and you move around your you know, range of motion around your core. That's the reformer. You can take those exercises off there and adapt them onto the mat. So I've always been very partial to the mat. In fact, I was just out filming. I always, when I can, about 98% of the time, I film outside. I love being outside. I like uh, having natural backgrounds, blue skies, fresh air, and Pilates mat is perfect for that because Pilates mat I got into before I started doing uh, yoga and power yoga and all the flexibility training. It was, it was Pilates first. So oh. it, it definitely appeals to me, the anywhere, anytime aspect of it. Yes, I, I agree with that. And the fact you can get outside, like you said, I mean, so many more benefits. Get vitamin D, and it just makes you feel better, really. Yeah, we were we were talking before we went live, and you know about the weather changing up in Michigan, and and it, it's tough because you want to be outside. You know, I think uh, taking your fitness and your movement outside it takes away any of the uh, uh, stereotypes about it or uh, discouragements. You just go. You can go biking, you can go walking. You can do power yoga. You can do calisthenics, flexibility training. You just have to find a spot. And uh, for filming, too, it's very good because it gives people a nice backdrop. Maybe they live in a city where they mm -hmm. don't get outside very much, but at least they can see something. You know, when I used to live in Florida, I live in Florida again, but I, I found I missed wide open spaces a lot, like mountains. So I would watch Lord of the Rings a lot, and that would inspire me to go out and do things. But I, right. I, I missed <laughs> miss big spaces and mountains. And then we moved to Colorado for seven years, so it was perfect. And... Uh, uh, yeah, you just can't beat being outside. Most of the, a lot of the comments I get on the videos are, they talk about the, the workout, but also in relation to what, where I am, what's going on behind me, the, if there's ducks in a pond that I'm in front of, or if a deer walks by, or if it's just a nice day with blue skies, it all helps elevate the mood and helps the workout. I agree with that. I, I do a lot of workout videos myself, and I think... I'm I'm inside and watching the TV and like to see like outdoor scenery and stuff while I'm doing it. I think it, it you're right, it brings more energy to the whole video. It does and it, it it's twofold also. It's we always do things. My dad would always say we do things for selfish reasons, which is very true. Yeah, you know, we want to make ourselves happy in the process. 
Uh, it gives me an excuse to explore new spots, to go out, especially in Colorado when I was there. I, I talked to people I knew or clients. I'm like, hey, what? there's a trail over there. Where does that go? Is there a spot where I could film? Because they all knew I filmed. And like, is there a spot that would be ideal for laying down your mat and doing a power yoga workout or a Pilates workout? So it was, it was a great motivator to get me out. And in the process, I discovered these beautiful spots I might not have discovered. That's awesome. That sounds fun. <laughs> and when you get there, it's, uh, you're all excited because you're, you're warmed up because you hike there and you have all the fresh air. Maybe you saw a few people on the trail you chatted with. So it puts you in a really good mood when you get there. <laughs> it's a nice commute. I never thought of it that way, but it's a great commute to go film on top of a mountain or by a lake or in a field somewhere. Okay. And that energy probably <laughs> transfers into your videos. It does. It does. Uh, I get so ex I get giddy if I find a new spot in Colorado. I like this is just oh, it's so great. Bare bones fitness. You know, you got the mat as we talked about Pilates mat or yoga, whatever. It's oh, you just you got your body with you twenty four seven. Just use it wherever you can. Absolutely. I used to do a lot of hiking um, uh, mo more before before I had kids, but. Um... Yeah, and I, I yeah, kids changes. Yes, <laughs> it's very hard. That's a whole other podcast oh, that yeah. with kids and fitness, and it really makes you di very uh, disciplined. It does, <laughs> and I, I think workouts like yours um, make it so much easier to actually stay in shape after you have kids because a lot of times you aren't able to get out as much. You know, they go to bed early, and you, and and you need to be around for that. So a nice workout or Pilates video or yoga video, like, like you do, it just, it's so much easier to be able to turn it on and do a half an hour or whatever you need to do rather than be like, all right, I can't go to the gym. I can't, I can't go climb this mountain now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a comment too. I get from people, Oh, I, you know, I, I've been away for a while, but it's so good to be back because when you come back to body weight fitness, it's always there for you. You don't really have a, well, as you said, the gym's not open. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, my, I don't have my car today. My car broke down. I can't get to the gym. Uh, body weight fitness, go in your bedroom, go in your living room, go in your TV room, go in your yard and do it. Right. So it, it takes away all that. And the essence of, of Pilates and yoga and flexibility and mobility training is something that anyone can do, anyone can partake in. And even if you take time off from it, people discover uh, they ease back into it very nicely. It's not that uh, it's gone from their their abilities. It is still there. It might be a little dormant, but it does come back out very effectively. That makes sense. Well, let's move back to, into Pilates. And can you tell us about mm -hmm. any transformations that you've seen f from Pilates in athletes? And not just physically, but um, physically and mentally. Oh, I have a lot of uh, clients who are runners, especially in Florida, a lot of runners in Colorado is skiers. A lot of them, they would start coming to classes and I taught Pilates and yoga there. But Pilates is a system of exercises that it, it's from your core. It's all about working the abdominals, lower back, hips and glutes. And everything you do in Pilates emanates from the core and it moves outward like the trunk of a tree. Joseph Pilates called it um, your girdle of strength, your center of strength. So, you know, you want to hit the core first because that's the foundation, that's the center, that's the nucleus of your power of your movement, and then it spreads outwards. So when I get, and, and athletes are a very varied crew, 
Uh, I'm an athlete too, and I have weaknesses, usually just what I'm not working on. But, you know, when you get athletes in the Pilates classes, Pilates is, you know, I talk about the core, but it's a system of movement. It's constant movement. So it's dynamic stretching, it's dynamic mobility, it's uh, total body balance and control. So the biggest um, pushback I think they get with it initially is just the flexibility and mobility component, tight hamstrings, tight hips, tight quads, uh, tight lower back. And the way Pilates works your body as a whole, I mean, you start from the core, but your entire body is involved in every single movement. Um, it's, it's a very unique and powerful way of training. So I say, if you do Pilates for a year, you take six months off and then you come back to it, your body will remember it. It remembers that way of moving. I believe we're designed to move in that kind of uh, fashion. But, you know, the, the responses are very varied as far as athletes go. But the biggest one is the increased uh, range of motion, increased movement. The core, of course, is working hard. But uh, if you put your body through different kinds of angles and a lot of rotational flexibility and rotational power, which is essential for any athlete or anybody, uh, but it's done right. in such a balanced way in Pilates. I want to get on the desk here and demonstrate <laughs> when I talk about these things. I'm like, no, here, let me show you one. I've done a lot of videos that I, I talk I'm like, here, let me show you because that, that's what it is. You want to get, if I was showing you how to repair a car, I'd want to get in there. Here, let me show you how to take that belt off. You True, know? Right, right. So, uh, I, well, I, I get if, excited if... about it, but it's all in the movement. It's all in the movement. I, I can talk for hours about it, but unless somebody does it, it doesn't make much sense. That's why out there, if you're out there, you need to go see Sean's videos and see exactly what he's talking about. He does a yes. great, great job of explaining it all in his videos too. If you haven't well, seen it yet, that. yeah, and I, I explain the way through it. You know, it's the movement, and you you always want to explain everything because you want to do the right form. You know, you don't want to waste all your time and energy not doing the correct form because it hurts your own body and it you could get injured and then you just get discouraged. You don't want to do it again. Right. Do you have any uh, specific stories of people uh, that, that have seen any transformations from Pilates, any clients you had? Oh, I have uh, anyone who does Pilates with me will find will have a transformation. Uh, my latest book, which you mentioned in the intro, Pilates for Athletes. Yep. Um, the whole intro is about how when I was doing a show down in Coral Gables, Florida, at the Actors Playhouse, I was doing Fiddler on the Roof. And I was the Russian in that show. And long story short, there's a Russian dance. You ever see those where they pop down and pop up? Oh, yeah. And I severely hurt my lower back. This oh. was back in 2004, I believe. Yeah, 2004. And I, I hurt. I had never had an injury like that. I, I had been very fortunate. And I was out. I, I, I was hunched over for over a week. I, I didn't really know what to do back then. This is before I had done any kind of Pilates or yoga, anything like that. I just had powered through maybe a core workout was just doing some crunches now and then uh, I really didn't understand that. I was still, I was pretty young, so I didn't, didn't feel that. I, di I didn't think I had to do that much down there. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I was injured and I got some massages, nothing really helped, but that's when I discovered Pilates. That's when I started doing it. I, I attended some classes here in Orlando at a gym. I eventually started to teach at and uh, it was amazing. I had never trained like that before. I'd never used my entire body in a workout and flow like that. Even though I had done theater for a long time, I had done bits and pieces, but to do a full 60 minutes or a half hour like that, mm -hmm. it definitely rehabbed me. 
a lot and uh and it, it got me back up to where i needed to be and it was a great life lesson because i had not been training that way up till then uh, for most of us it takes some kind of incident like that to get us on a better track you know the fork right. in the road and like well okay i'm just going to keep hammering away but as the years click by um you want to train smarter you want to train more efficiently because you want to keep doing the things that you enjoy doing and do them efforts effortlessly absolutely so that was that was it for me that's how i discovered pilates okay well mm. off from that i i want to dive in and uh know more about you and if there's any other fork in the road so are you able to tell us a moment in your life where you were at your lowest and what did you learn from being in that place and how did you overcome it? Oh, Lois. Well, um, I think it's four and a half years ago, I lost my dad. Um, that was pretty low. I mean, I worked through it, but uh, I, I, you know, when you, I've lost both my parents since then. My mom passed away a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, I took like a month off when he passed, a lot because there was uh, so much to do with, um, the estate. I, I, I'm in charge of everything and, sure. and, and doing all that and going home to be with my mom, my sister and I with my mom. And, you know, gradually I started getting back into it, but I did film again. I, was, I took like five weeks off. And while I was still back in Wisconsin, I, I filmed a video at the local yoga studio um, because I wasn't going to stop. Um, my dad used to be in a lot of my videos. He, he loved what I did. He always told me, he's like, you know, if you have a gift or you have a passion for it, you work hard, um, you know, keep doing it. Cause my dad would attend my classes here in Florida when I would teach, he'd come to Pilates, he'd come to yoga. Okay. Um, he always enjoyed that. So, uh, you know, dealing with the death of a parent is, is a life changing, um, time in your life. Uh, but it, it was very nice to get back to filming filming for me is is therapy it's it's very therapeutic it, I, it indulges my creative process and indulges my intellectual process it indulges my need to want to teach and instruct okay. and uh um and i can reach a lot of people with a video all over the world which is always neat to do right. that um so you know i go back of course i go into prayer i do a lot of prayer and uh meditation and and i film and uh, it, it definitely was a low point, and it's supposed to be. But I, you know, I knew I would continue on and keep going, and it definitely informed me a lot more uh, in my teaching and the urgency in which to, you know, get out there and keep working and keep expanding what I'm doing because I know my dad loved it, and yeah. uh, he would never want me to stop doing it. That was never an option. Oh, for sure, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I know for, I mean anybody who loses somebody close to them. Um, it's a reminder that do what you love to do because you never know, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, any chance I would get, my dad was a ham like me. It was great. I'm like, dad, you want to come film with me? Cause they had a condo down here. I'm pointing cause it's actually over there somewhere in okay. Florida, but <laughs> I would go over like, yeah, I'm going to go on film with Addie. Um, our, my dog who is 10 today. My goodness. Oh, I, okay. I used to take Addie out when she was a puppy and film with her uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but so uh, they were my, I always say they were my secret weapons, my dad and Addie, because my dad would come <laughs> film and we banter back and forth. Because if you ever do it and you do my videos and 
I just talk as I normally talk. I, I don't try to alter anything. I, it's my brand. I speak the way I speak all the time because I love what I do and that's how I do it. So um, it was always fantastic. And, uh, you know, you, you always have one eye in the, in the present, but also another eye on the future. And with people you love, like your parents and my dad's, like I, I wanted to always, whenever I could, get him in the videos and get him involved because he liked it, I liked it. And, um, you know, Everything's so fleeting anyway. I said, do it when you can. All right, all right. No, that's great that what you love to do for, you know, a work is also your therapy. And Yeah, it is. I, I'm thinking <laughs> about writing a book on teaching, and uh, it would be a good way to get the thoughts in order because uh, it is. There's a lot of therapy involved. A lot of us may not even realize it, but we do these things because it really uh, challenges us in the right ways. And that keeps keeps us very focused on uh, on keeping ourselves present and uh, and working. Yeah, and that's actually why I kind of love doing this podcast. Also, is talking to people, and then I feel like certain questions get asked, and it, it just kind of organizes the why of why they do things exactly. Yeah, it's a it's an ebb and flow, isn't it? On a podcast, like any yeah. good discussion with a. You get you can get revelations a lot. Those are the best discussions where things just pop out. You think about something a little differently in the context of the conversation, and you have one of those aha moments, which is very important to keep us, you know, moving forward. For myself, especially. Absolutely, I I have a lot of aha moments on this podcast because I'm able to mm -hmm. ask kind of questions that that get those aha moments. And then I'm like, wow, I never thought about it that way. That's, that's a great piece of advice. So mm -hmm. and it's right. You get them, you get them also, not just the guests, but that it works both ways. It works back and forth. We both you know, learn, we can learn a lot in the process of the conversation. Absolutely. And even when I'm just discussing things of my own experiences, sometimes I'm organizing those thoughts to, to put it on this podcast um, before maybe, or just during the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good way that I should think about this. So, mm -hmm. well, um, what would you say that your personal philosophy is? Personal philosophy. Oh. This, this will be in the book on teaching. I'm sure. <clears throat> um, well, be grateful every day. That's a big one. Um, as I said, I pray a lot. I am a Christian and, uh, you know, I have to start my day with prayer and calm and uh, focus because if I don't, I start I start drifting away. And I have a two and a half year old son, my wife and I. So I I spend a lot of time with him, and I want to make sure that I spend a lot of time with him and am able to do the work that I need to do um, because I feel so much better about myself when I can work and get things done as well. Uh, but you know, personal philosophy, uh, I feel best when I'm in a flow. It's I have to be in a flow state where things are moving along, they're flowing, they're flowing, they're flowing. I don't like um, hitting walls. I, I I have a hard time when I don't know what my schedule will be for the day. If things keep popping up, that can throw me off. Mm -hmm. So I like to be in a flow state. It's the same thing when I'm uh, working out or filming or writing or uh, teaching. It's always a flow. It's, it comes back to theater and music. You have to have the through line and the flow or it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. So for me, I would, you know, work on that flow. There's a whole great book I have. I think it's in the other room or maybe on the bookshelf, but it's called Flow. 
I can't pronounce the guy's last name. It's this really long name, okay. but it's a very famous book called Flow, and I've read it a couple times, and it's about attaining the flow in life, the flow in your mind, the flow in your body. Um, I have to have that, or I get really frustrated. I get very frustrated. You never see it on camera because when I'm filming and teaching and stuff, I'm in the flow, so you never see oh, that it. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Unless somebody's interrupting me when I'm filming, that could annoy me. But then <laughs> <laughs> you just move on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I can totally relate to that. Um, you hit walls, and yeah, you can get frustrated. But I think that's why schedule is really important. Like you said, I on Sunday. Sunday night, I'm like, all right, what's the schedule for this week? Make sure I got all my goals in order, which days I'm going to do which ones, who I'm going to be talking to, and and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I agree with with everything you said for sure. <laughs> How many podcasts do you do a week? Um, usually around three, um, two or th- mm-hmm. maybe two uh, some weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's, about, that's about it. But um, it's a lot of after the fact things that go on and, and before. So uh, it keeps me busy. It's always, you know, you never want anyone to know what happens behind the scenes or backstage. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. You just want, you know, you want the product and what you're doing out there to be fluid and effective and powerful, but none of us should ever know what goes on behind the scenes. That's, that's the point a lot. You don't, you don't know what happens. You just see the finished product, like a great movie has so many issues in getting it made, but you don't need to know that. You just know the movie's great. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, before we move on, I have to ask you, what's, what's your favorite movie? I know you're a huge movie buff. Oh, I do enjoy Well, I enjoy good movies. Uh, I think the movie I've watched more than any other is the original Star Wars from 1977, first movie I saw in the theater. Maybe the most movie that's influenced me the most when I was a kid, I wanted to get into cinematography because of those movies, models and stop animation. I used to do a lot of filming with that, with their old camcorder. Okay. Uh, I got to say, the original Star Wars, still go back to that where Luke's looking off over the planes and the music swells still just, oh, gives me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, as, I, as I get older, every year that goes by, things like that become more and more effective. They become more and more powerful. I, mm-hmm. I like that. The more you watch it, the better it seems to get. It's like a great song. Uh, the more you listen to it, the more you want to listen to it. So I would say Star Wars. There's a lot of movies out there like Laurel and Hardy. The two guys behind me have some of the greatest comedy movies ever. And uh, uh, I do appreciate a good movie quote. It seems to, it's not just for entertainment. It can be very effective, actually. It can stay with mm-hmm. you uh, throughout the day. And as you said earlier, it can make you look at something differently that you hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for bonding yeah. also. You know, t- you tell a friend yes. a movie quote or something, yeah. takes them back, takes you back to I, time. Funny, that's what I look for. Yeah, in social situations. I don't. I despise small talk. I can't do small talk. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> and, but if you can get a Seinfeld quote or a... <laughs> Some, just like a Zoolander quote or something fun. It's it, it's you're right. It's an immediate bond yes. over something because you both know the movie, you both know the lines, the situations, and the characters. And it's a great. I, I kind of throw out lines sometimes of at a party to see if I can. It's like I'm fishing. <laughs> you know, I'll just say things to see if somebody will respond. And if they don't, it's so disappointing. Like, oh come uh. on, this is from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? And. Uh, yeah, I, I'm casting, I, I, I'm fishing for somebody who has a you know sense of humor. Because <laughs> again, I can't. Oh, I can't do small talk. Oh, I have such 
such a hard time with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that sometimes too. I usually my go-to is uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Although that was uh, one of my mom's favorites. Dumb and Dumber has like hundred great quotes. Yes, it's like the whole movie is just great quotes. <laughs> See, and totally redeem yourself. I've said that a lot, and I'll say it in a video. And I'll, what's that from? Comment below because uh, it's fun to get that that energy in there oh, from yeah. a, a fun scene or something. For sure. That's yeah. It's a great way to probably connect with your audience, like you said. <laughs> yeah, the last I did a thirty-day morning yoga challenge. That that was in July and a little bit of August. In every video, I did a random question, which was fun. Sometimes movie-related or anything like what what body of water are you the closest to right now? Mm-hmm. And it's questions like that that make that help people feel more engaged with the instructor and with the video and with the audience that's doing it. And uh, I, that was, it was really good. I need to do more of those random questions because you could say, "What's your favorite exercise?" And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to answer that. Or, right, right. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, you in the world? I've asked that a lot. And that's always interesting, but uh, it gives people a chance to really think about something. What's your favorite workout song? What's your, you know, how many pillows do you have on your bed? Things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's more more dynamic. You know, because people mm-hmm. are people are just so dynamic. So. All right. Well, you're talking about challenges. Um, next question is, what do you do when your mind tells you to stop and not go work out or not do that yoga class or Pilates class or not do the thing you know you should do to better yourself? Oh, that's great. Because, you know, you'll beat yourself up later for it if you don't do it. Once in a while, I'm just tired. I'm, I'll go upstairs and take a nap once in a while. Like, OK, Sean, take a nap. Um, or if. Well, you know, now with my son, because I, I watch him for a big portion of the day. I don't watch him. We play together and do things. Uh, mm-hmm. But so when I do have like our, uh, our my friend Taylor came over and she's watching Dane right now. And uh, so I was like, yes, let's go film and let's do the podcast. I usually don't have a problem with that anymore. If I have two or three hours, uh, it feels like I have a whole day almost. Like, oh, what do I want to do? I want to do all these things. As you said, you have two children. I, I have one. Yes. You have double you know, the, uh, the challenges, I guess. I never want to call my son a challenge at all. I love him to pieces. So it's a, right. it's a blessing anytime I can be with him. But, you know, somebody's daddy has to go, you know, he wants, he needs to work and he needs time to really compose these thoughts and stuff. Uh, nice. But if, if I really have a hard time, uh, as we just talked about, I'll put on a movie that gets me going or I'll turn on some music. Um, that's usually the best thing. You put on a good movie and uh, have a cup of black coffee and go. But even then, sometimes you get to the gym, you're like, you know, but once you get moving, once you get flowing, you got to get that flow going, whether you walk for a while or start just doing some planks or some core work on the mat. Once you get the blood flow going and stuff, then, then you're right back to where you need to be. Oh, for sure. But, you know, if you're sitting a lot, then you're going to jump up and go work out. It's it's tough. You're taking your body from one totally sedentary situation to movement and interaction and breathing and dynamics and stuff. So um, it's not really motivation. It's more just you can't you can't function without it. If I don't train, if I don't do these things, I am miserable. I'm just a miserable wretch if I can't do it. It's like not eating healthy. I'm miserable. <laughs> I I agree. I am that way too. It's, it's balance. I mean, you need activity to go with when you're not active and you need to hang out with your kids sometimes, but also you need to be productive 
in other ways in your life so you can have that balance. And if it's not there, then you're not good at either one of them usually. Exactly. Well, you can get too comfortable with one, right? And then yes, like if you do, um, that's why if ever I'm really sore or tight from a workout or something, the last thing I want to do is just sit. It's like, no, go for a long walk. Keep moving because that's a great way to work through that soreness and it, it helps to alleviate it with blood flow. But I, I wouldn't want to just, oh, I'm just going to rest all day. It's like, no, I'm going to go out and do things. I want to, I want to be active. I just want to kill myself, you know, at the gym, something like that. Yes. But, uh, you know, but my son and I, we go to the playground and we run around. And of course, being a fitness instructor at playground on a jungle gym, there's bars. So I do pull-ups and we talk about pull-ups and we talk about fitness and we talk about boxing and, and kicking and things like that. And, and it's so amazing just to watch him because he just goes. All the kids just fly around everywhere. <laughs> it's what the adults are all trying to attain. But the kids yes. do it, boom, like that, effortlessly. Yes. They do. It's it's like it's hard to keep them sitting still. That's like the hardest thing. <laughs> I know. They don't want to. If they are sitting still for a while, it's like, what's wrong? Are you sick? You know, what's, going, what's wrong with you? You should be running around and playing and, and doing things and throwing your toys around even after I tell you not to. And <laughs> yes. so the playgrounds are great because I even go down the slides, which aren't as comfortable at 47 <laughs> as opposed to when you were seven. Like you really go down these slides, Dane, but uh, over and, and over again, fun. over and over. He doesn't really want me. To. He's like, daddy, you go on this. I do it once. I'm like, that's enough, Dane. But we watch the bigger kids and they just, they're so fast. And he's always asking what they're doing. I'm like, well, they're climbing, they're wrestling, they're running, they're shouting, whatever they're doing. Um, there's either, there's a reason for it, but there's not really a reason for it. They just do it. And that's the wonderful thing. Like, well, Dane, they're just, they're running, they're playing. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And two and a half years old, that that's how old your son is, right? Uh, he's a little older than that now, maybe okay. two and three quarters okay, okay. i'm I supposed to be a year and a month and months right yeah and how old are your kids uh four and one four and one yep my okay. son my son's four and my daughter is one so okay yes all fun ages, are you getting though. sleep i mean do you how is she during the night um she actually sleeps great i I don't know why. My son was the opposite. He slept terrible. Uh -huh. He still sleeps worse than her, and he's four. <laughs> but, uh -huh. but yeah, I I don't know why it's different. But I just I just thank God that you know she does sleep good. So, <laughs> isn't that beautiful? I our son yeah, he wasn't very good, but then people would tell you, oh my child, slept. I, we had to wake her up to feed her. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We had to wake. We sleep twelve hours, you know. <laughs> so I was thanks. I was that way with uh with my son when he was younger, and all my friends not all my friends, but some of my friends would would say, "Oh no, my my kids sleep great," and I'm like, "I don't want to talk to you anymore right now." <laughs> You're kind of hoping, like, "Yeah, wait till they're little, then they're gonna sleep bad. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna swing back around, isn't it?" Oh man, they're gonna be kicking you every night mm -hmm. sometimes our son comes into our bed in the middle of the night which is fine uh, he won't do it forever but yeah his head is by my wife but i get the feet so i get kicked that's a, I'm gonna get stop 
stop it. Of course, I use my core to push, you know, his legs away. But uh-huh. you know, <laughs> there you go. They're just they're 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 headbutting over there, and I get the feet. So that's that's fun. <laughs> I'm way on the edge of the bed. So that's where the body control comes in. I kind of hover off the bed in a plank <laughs> and sleep. <laughs> that's good incentive right there. <laughs> yes, right. Like, oh, okay, good and. Uh, Oh, man. But it doesn't last forever. I, I embrace it as much as I can. It just goes so quickly. Just trying to hold on to it in, a, in, in the weirdest way. <laughs> I agree. the The days some days are long, but you know the years seem like they just fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is the last question that I ask at the end of every podcast, and this is the this uh-huh. is the change the world question. If you were able to pick only one short message sent completely anonymous to every person in the world and they would really listen and take it to heart, what would that one message be? One message. Well, I, being a Christian, I always say pray, you know, uh, but if for fitness aspect, uh, I would say um, get out every day and flow. Get out every day and go flow somewhere on a mat. If you can't get outside, do it in your house. But what that will do for your mood, your purpose, your breath, your flow, your your connection, uh, do it every day. Every day, as I said earlier, if we don't do it, we get very cranky. We get very upset all the time. Yes. And then when you learn, I tell people, when you what you learn from me, share it on. Be disciples, you know, for fitness and stuff. Share it on. Go, go work with other people because we always think people know these things. They don't. You know, a lot of things I don't know. I need people to teach them to me. Right. So... Uh, that's the best advice for myself, but you know, people say do one thing every day that scares you and things like that. But I like to be a little more specific, get out and do flexibility, mobility training, core training Okay. from where I am right now. That's, that's the best thing I can offer people as far as my skill sets. Like you have get out there and do it. I'll show you how to do it if you want, but get out and do it. Absolutely. Yes. I don't, I've never had someone that was in a good mood at the beginning of a class or workout finish in an awful mood. I've never had that happen. I've taught probably over about 10,000 live classes. I filmed probably about 8,000 videos. So I, I've never heard it. Maybe it's happened, you know, but someone who takes the journey, does the, does the run, goes through the class. I've never said, well, that sucked. I was in such a good mood. Now I hate myself You know, after doing, I've never heard no, that. I don't think that's how the body works. It's just, it, it, it just doesn't no. function that way. It's yeah. <laughs> and over the course, I've had thousands and thousands of beginners come to my classes, the live ones. And it's always, it's always been so great to watch them. You know, I'm like, look, you don't have to do, well, of course you can't do things you can't do, but you practice, you practice, you're consistent. And it's, it's a very different way of feeling and moving and breathing and looking at life. If you've only done different kinds of disciplines, if you've never done Pilates, yoga, power yoga, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But the minute I can get someone in there who's never done it, it's such a different way of moving and looking at health and fitness. And uh, usually people say, why, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I start doing this earlier? Uh, it's like, well, you're here now. Do it now. I started later, too, after an injury I started doing. Not that I still don't get tight and have you know, speed bumps along the way, but I, I'm, I know how to manage them much more effectively. Now. Yes, I can relate. I, I didn't get into yoga or Pilates until after I had an injury. And uh, kind of like you were saying earlier, you used to work on strength training a lot, especially when you were you know, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's I think that's what a lot of guys do. They focus on strength training and not flexibility or core strength as much. It's it's about mm-hmm. you know, a lot of curls. <laughs> but uh Yeah, and I, I love strength. I always don't get me wrong, I totally endorse strength training. I do about three times a week, but um to what you're saying is very true. Very true. You have to get a well balanced. Yes. How did you, when you were injured, um, did you go online? Is that what got you online to YouTube videos? Um, I've, I've done videos before that, but that's how I started. So I already mm-hmm. knew these resources were available, uh, with videos, but, um, so I, I hurt my back doing a CrossFit, uh, workout. I was really heavy into CrossFit, which mm-hmm. I still love those, those workouts also, but, um, uh, I didn't have the balance with the, the strength training and the flexibility and, and all that. So after that, mm-hmm. that's how I, I started going online and, and just doing um, yoga videos. Mo- it was mostly yoga videos, but then that translated into Pilates also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of switched it in my philosophy where uh, the basis, the foundation of my fitness is the core strength and flexibility training. And everything branches off in that. When I can, when that's on point, then I can squat better. I can bench better. I can do the, the classic strength training better, or any other variations, kettlebells, um, battle ropes, pull-ups. I love pull-ups, but uh, if my core strength and flexibility is effective, and I have elasticity and pliability to my body and a strong center, everything else is enhanced through that. So I always keep that as the basis. And if I don't do it, and I've just focused on on strength training, all of a sudden, oh, ah, you start these imbalances start to pop in because it starts getting out of this area and the range of motion. It gets into just isolated areas, and I mean, the body is an amazing thing. How this might this might hurt, but it's actually something happening in your hip. I don't know, you know, things that it, yes, it it um it reflects on other areas of your body. I used to have these discussions with my massage therapist in Colorado. Like, no, it's really not that. It's that you're tight down here. Your, your hip is turning in or you don't have the strength in your, in your um, inner thigh and it's, it's, it's going out. Uh, so <laughs> it's, uh, if I can stay balanced on the mat, everything else can fall into place. And that makes sense. And how would you say that that falls into a sports in athletics then, I mean, with bait being balanced, can you talk about that? <laughs> well, you know, body weight training is great because, uh, well, in sports, you know, you have overuse injuries, um, in baseball, if you're a pitcher, you're always doing the same kind of movements. If you know, hockey, basketball, you, you favor sides of your body. Um, what's nice about Pilates and yoga is it works both sides evenly all the time. So you're always work. It's a balanced approach. It's great to energize you. It's great to maintain you. It's also great to rehab you if you uh, have an injury or you need to um, take rest days. Uh, they're very effective uh, because you go at your own pace. You know, you're watching a video. You might want to follow them. But if you know enough about Pilates or Yogi, you just you pick and choose. In my books, I do that. It's like pick and okay. choose these exercises. You know, here's a list, but ultimately it's in your hands. It's what you what you need to do. You can do it by yourself or through your physical therapist or your coaches. Um, but it's uh, it's something that will always be there for you when um, when you need it. It will meet you where you need it to be. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, um, can you share with us how we can connect with you and then 
of course, how we can pick up your latest book, Pilates for Athletes, and then we're going to say goodbye. Sure. Uh, the best way to connect with me is through my videos. So on YouTube, look up Sean V Fitness. V is in Victor, I-G-U-E, or, or as I say, Vogue, but with an I, Sean V Fitness. And the books are available wherever books are sold, but Pilates for Athletes, go to Amazon and type in Pilates for Athletes book, and uh, you'll see it there. Pick that up. It's a great, I've really been pushing my last two books is Pilates for Athletes. The one before that was Power Yoga for Athletes, the paperbacks and digital. And I've been pushing those, especially for Christmas and the holidays coming up. You know, they make great gifts, great stocking stuffers. And uh, some people might like, oh, great, you gave me a fitness book. But I write them in such a way that they're perfect for anybody, you know, a seasoned athlete, an elite athlete, or a total beginner. Um, that's something I've worked hard with my teaching is to make it accessible to everyone. So you don't just get frustrated and never come back, but that, you know, there's, there's, um, there's always a level people can work at. So check the books out, grab them, share them on. All right. Well, after the show, head over to behindthefitness.com. You'll find links to videos to each episode, links to connect with Sean and more. And of course, definitely check out Sean's newest book, Plot is for Athletes. Sean, thank you so much again for spending time with us and letting us get to know you better. It was truly powerful. Thank you, Ted. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening.